Good afternoon. This is Debbie Q, and you're listening to The Right Shoe. The Right Shoe is about all things strange and unusual, especially in reference to a death. This day, we will be talking about my own death. It was strange and unusual. If you listen to the last two episodes, you can hear the difference in my voice. happened i i don't i just don't know what happened to me i lost my way and it's really fucked up because i have everything in the world i have everything everything there's nothing i want for not one thing i can honestly say that i mean i don't know what happened I I remember it was a clear day. It was a beautiful Saturday. It was just beautiful. I was like humming this tune, whatever the hell it is. I mean, I don't know. I, I went down. I don't even remember what I was getting. Because at the this time, the only thing illegal that I was taking into my system was Xanax. I really liked Xanax, and I'm off of that too, by the way. But on this day, I've done heroin years back, but it was uh, it was different back then. It was um, heroin. <laughs> it was real. It was good. It it was brown, and it was. Ah, it was good. It was, you know, you'd do like a bag and you'd be happy as a clam for four to six hours or however long it lasted. And that was it, you know? Now it's like rocket fuel. I mean, it's not heroin. It's probably mostly fentanyl. It's too strong. I I was in a parking lot and I... Somebody I knew had bags literally fall out of their pocket. They didn't even know I did it in the past. And I was like, what is that? And they were like, you know what this is. And I said, well, tell me some. And he was like, no way. And I said, come on, man. And he did. He eventually did. And, oh, my God, you know, I was just so excited. I ran home. And I don't remember exactly how it made me feel but it couldn't have been bad because I was just like oh no no it wasn't like I just remember that night I don't I don't know I don't in reference to this massive fall down or whatever you want to call it I I don't want to slide whatever you want to call it I I don't want to mention people's names so Somebody on Instagram that I'm close to, I called that night and I said, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to drop dead. Like I did this bags of heroin and I had done a couple bags at that point and I was like, I, I it feels diff- like it makes me feel like I'm going to drop dead. Like even then, even the first night and that was in November, I was like, I don't feel good. And she was like, oh, you know, um, I'm worried about you and whatever. And 
but she didn't judge me at all. And and we just talked it out, and and she said, you know, just keep in touch. I want to make sure you're okay. And I was okay. And that's how it all started. If anybody listening, if I help one person or keep one person away, it sucks because it's not the same as it used to be. I mean, I'm not (laughs) for doing heroin in any way, shape, or form, but it's like the shit that's out there now is really terrible. It's nothing like the past and it'll probably never be the past again because now people are pressing pills i mean back then everything you know pills were pills they were fda mandated they were they were not fentanyl everything's fentanyl I, i don't get it i don't know who likes that shit because it sucks but i guess it gets people high enough that that's all they want i mean i've had some people tell me that they look for the shit that people OD on because it's good. It's crazy. But I get it. I I don't know how I want to tell this story. I just want to make sure. I mean, just listen to my Randy Rhodes episode or, more importantly, my Amy Winehouse episode. By that point, I was completely and utterly fucked. I didn't sound like me. I didn't look like me. I have pictures from Instagram that are, I took down one of them. I couldn't even stand looking at it. My lips, I don't know. I I fell asleep on the floor one night on the cold tile floor in the bathroom. My lips were smashed up against the, when I woke up, my lips were as huge as I had gotten Botox. And I just thought I looked fabulous and I look awful. I look so bad. I don't know. What had come over me? It's truly a demon. It's truly a demon. Please. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think pot's bad. I don't partic- I don't smoke it anymore. I don't I have nothing in my system right now. It's insane. It feels so good. I don't ever want anything in my system as of right now, 218, 2022. Nothing. I don't ever want to touch anything again it's so bad it's it's horrible and i really wish that i could get this story better scare the shit out of any person that wants to do it because i have everything i am not someone that's depressed i am very happy even then i was happy i was just upset about one thing I got this job. I think it was really over my head. You know, I was all, I was like, just looking at the money. I was like, man, I'm going to make a fucking stack some cash. And that's all I saw. And I don't know. It was not good. And my, my decline was awful. It was like a bad show. I mean, I watched that Amy Winehouse documentary about 80,000 times. I, I couldn't stop watching it, and now in retrospect, oops, sorry, and now in retrospect, I think I couldn't stop watching it because it was like a cautionary tale. I mean, she was only 27, and she had it all too, but she didn't want it because she was in that cycle of madness where you're bored without drugs or you're, you know, she was getting a Grammy, and she says to her best friend, I am so bored without drugs. Now her best friend 
was horrified by this, said, I feel so bad for her. Like she said that to the camera or whatever. I thought, oh my God, I think I was like that when I was younger. Now, I don't know. Tony Bennett said this, and it's so true. Life teaches you how to live it if you live long enough. And life had already taught me how to live it. I was living fine. I just got overwhelmed. And instead of telling everybody or somebody, like, I cannot take right now. I need to step back. I went to the one source of comfort that I always went back to my whole life, whether whatever phase I was in, because I did have progressively different drugs that I did throughout my life. But you never know when you're going to die from it. And that's what the part is. You know, I don't suggest it in any way, except for, I don't know, I just don't think weed, marijuana, whatever you want to call it, I don't think that's terrible. But I don't suggest it to somebody that's not already using it. Like, if you can get through life without anything, that's how you want to get through life. Because life is just fine. It's enough. We don't need any of that. We really don't. As humans, we don't need that. I, I guess it's just out there as a, you know, I don't know, a crutch. I I am all about, like, spiritual, you know, your inner spirit and lifting yourself up. And I'm very happy in life. I was then. I am now. I, that feeling hasn't changed. I just... I couldn't stop at that point. I was physically addicted, and I I couldn't stop. I tried. It was very hard, and I had to go away for a couple weeks. And man, that was that taught me a huge lesson. Don't put yourself in that position. It's not fun. None of it. It's just not fun. I just kept thinking, if you get me out of this, I will. I will never do that again. Everybody, everybody knew. I just couldn't. Man, people show me video of myself, and it's hard to look at. I don't want that for anybody. I don't want anyone to be in that position. You're selling your soul, especially if you've never done it. God, don't even go there. It's not even fun anymore. It's nothing. It sucks. I will tell the worst part of the story, but first, I I really, everybody who was there for me knows who they are. Again, for this, I never like tying people's names with drugs, even if it's my downfall, but everybody who was there for me and there for me now, everyone I talked to in the last two days, I absolutely adore your friendship. I I love you. I, I don't even know what to say. I I really appreciate the people that really were there for me and worried. And, and not that they were worried. I feel bad about that. I just thank you. It's so hard. You know, like you go away and I had to go away because I couldn't. I tried to physically detox myself. I lasted one day and I was losing my mind. It was so bad. I went away in the first 10 days. I don't 
even remember. I remember crying, and I remember just flipping out my heart. I thought I was going to have a stroke, because when they take everything that you're physically addicted to away from you, it's the worst. It's like, oh, you know, it's so painful. And then, you know, I'm not, I am very much a free spirit, so it's hard for me to be in a place, you know, you have to give up control. And, and that's what um, NA and NAH teaches everyone. And and I fully agree with that because it helps so many people. I, I don't not agree with it. But for me, I just, it was, you know, I have a lot of trouble with giving up control and it was too hard. It was too much for me. I, I just wanted to be physically detoxed. After that, I, I just wanted to leave, but they have their plan, you know, and I, I, it was hard getting out and I kept thinking, Oh my God, like, am I going to get out of here? I, I, you know, I was getting really, I was panic attacking every second. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say too much because those places help people. I mean, that is for sure. I didn't even know places like them existed. It's really like you're you're there for ultimately most people were there for 35 days, but it was too much. I couldn't I I would have never signed in if I had known that. I I was so fucked up. I was just like just get this shit out of me. I don't care. But then after it was out of me, I was like, okay, I want to go back to my life now. But they, again, they're, you got to watch what you're doing before you do it. Because you might get yourself in a position. But I don't know how else I could have done it, you know? And that's, that's the catch-22. So just beware. It's better to not get into that to begin with. Don't get yourself in that. I kept thinking, like, how did I fucking get here, man? Like, what the fuck? You know? Okay, so I will... I don't want to go through the three months that I... I mean, there was days where I would just go to a store, go in my car, pass out in the car. Every time I did a line, I passed out. It was horrible. I mean, what fun is that? Why? I don't know what happened that I was so loving it. I could I couldn't stop. I just snort, snort, snort. That's all it's that's it. That was my life for three months. I did nothing but snort. My nose was bleeding, gushing blood. So much blood chunks were coming out of my nose. I was like, I'm gonna have like my nose is gonna collapse. You know, I it was hot it was oh my God. It was horrendous. That was bad all the way down the line. And then I get to January 30th. My normal dealer, I felt like I was being a pain in his ass. But then afterward, he's like, why didn't you call me? And I didn't have an answer for him. I was so sick. I just wanted what I wanted. So this guy that I don't like, don't like him. I think he's a, I don't know. I, I just don't like his spirit. His He might have been a good guy at one time, but. He's lost. Like his spirit is gone. What that shit does to people, it it just took him away. And he says, "Do you want bags?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." So I'm only thinking, you know, I gotta get, you know, I gotta get to work. I want to do my shit, and this will be quick. So I run 
man, this part is very fucked up and it's hard to talk about. But I really, I wish anyone who's doing it or wants to do it, listen to this for real. Listen, because this is really fucked up. This is the most fucked up day of my life because I almost didn't make it out. That would have been my, you know, epitaph or whatever they call it, that that word that on the grave, that would have been my dates. I guess God, he's right there. He's right there for me. He just, it wasn't my time, I guess. But, okay, so I, I go, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, get it quick. I run down. We're sitting at the dollar store. He says, I got to run up to the house. I can remember this as clear as day. I, I, God, it's just so in my face. So he runs to the door, and I'm waiting, and I'm, I'm antsy, and I'm like, where the fuck is he? And it's only taking two minutes, but I'm popping out of my skin. And then I see him, and he's coming up. And he comes in, and he has six bags for me. That's what I paid for. And he he says, oh, you're going to do a bag? I'm doing a bag. But I never saw him do the bag. I dumped out the bag, and I knew it looked all wrong. It was too white. It didn't look right. And I still snorted the entire thing. Every last granulate. And I don't remember the rest. I must have drove in that condition to his house, which is about a mile away. But I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know what happened. Anything could happen. I could have smashed into a truck. The next thing I remember, I was in a car, slumped over, and I I thought I just passed out again. So I get up, and there's all these people around me. And I remember thinking, I, I didn't remember anything, nothing. I did, I did not know why I was there. And I remember thinking that I had come upon these people in this parking lot. Like maybe I had parked there and something happened and that's why the people were there. It was only when I looked over and saw my keys were gone and I yelled out like, I, I opened the door, so, I don't know, the window was open, and I said, my keys, my keys are gone. And there was a cop there. There was a cop, the fire department, an ambulance, who was singing this awful song about, like, OD and bitch back in her car. And um, this black lady with a blanket in her hand, and she said to me, you OD'd on bad stuff. It sinks my heart to even think of that. That's when I remembered. That's when everything came back to me, and I was like, what? Like, I don't even remember. Like, what happened? And she said I was there an hour. In that parking lot, my foot was on the brake, and my car was engaged in reverse. I don't know. I don't know how I, I don't know. Apparently, God had me in his hand. I mean, he must have. I I had to have died or I was dying because I was very cold. I guess my blood had, you know, it was like my heart was slowing down. 
and my blood had stopped, and I, I don't know how close I was to actually losing life. Makes me so sick to even say that. So, it, it, it really is making me sick. I don't like this at all, but I'm so, if I can just stop one person, I don't know how I got to that point that I would lose my life for a bunch of garbage. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. And the further I get away from it, I don't want to remember that part never again. I, I talked to the cop and I said, I knew a cop. I know a lot of people in homicide. I, you know, work. I, I, I ask them questions every day about my podcast. He called them and then said, you know, here's your keys, but you can't go anywhere until someone picks you up. And at that point, I was scared. At that point, I knew what happened and I said, just take me to the hospital. And then I remember laying in an ambulance and the guy put this warm blanket on me. And that warm blanket felt like heaven. And I remember getting to the hospital and everyone looking at me like I was the biggest piece of shit on the planet. I don't know why I had to go through that. I don't, I don't know why I put myself there, but I never, ever, ever want to be back to that again. I remember leaving the hospital, telling everyone what happened, and then I knew the next day when I woke up, I said, I got to get this shit out of my system. I, I can't do it anymore. Even the guy that I normally get it off of is like, Dev, you, you need help. Like, I mean, it's really sad when your fucking dealer is saying you need help. I mean, that is ridiculous. All I know is I'm alive. I, that happened. I feel good now. My spirit feels very strong. And I mean, despite giving up control for almost three full weeks, which was very hard. That was the hardest thing I ever did. I thought college would be the hardest thing I ever did, but I was a fucking walk in the park. And this was only three weeks. I thought I was going to lose my mind. I will never forget any of this. It's like just this bad nightmare trapped in a bubble. And then my friend, a friend of mine, I'll say his name because he passed away and he was a good guy. His name was Rob Rooney. He was a really good guy. He had a heart attack, and he was like 54, 55. That sucks. It's very young. It's very young. So please, I want to keep this podcast going, and I want to sound like this. I don't want to sound like whoever the fuck that was on Randy Rhodes or Amy Winehouse. That was not me. My voice was destroyed my nose I couldn't talk I I, I was just my nose just ugh. I looked awful I aged 10 years 20 years so many people in deep worry you know and if something if it gets too much like uh, you know there, there are like little sayings 
that are cliche, but they they do they're cliche because they they work and they make sense. You know, one of the greatest sayings to me is one day at a time for anything, not just drug addiction, anything like one day at a time. Like, don't overwhelm yourself and think of all this shit. You know, it's constant because we get into this rut of life and we can't snap out of it. And then sometimes people just turn to something they know is going to work. It's going to take them out of that. It's going to work. Like last night I watched Titanic for the first time in my entire life. I sat there and watched it completely straight. And I I loved it. I loved it. I loved being able to watch something. Like everything looks brand new to me. I I don't even know what else to say. I thought this would be longer, but I can't. It's so painful. It's so painful. I just have to get it out. I just got to get it out of my system. That horrible feeling. And then once it's out, it's, it's at rest. That is a very ugly, lonely place to be. I mean, I'm sorry I even put those two episodes out. I, you know, I love my podcast. I love the people that listen to me. Anyone listening now, I deeply appreciate it. I mean, you know, I, I've had very few haters. It's all been... 99% positive. And even the hate is, you know, low level. I, I just, uh, I really appreciate everyone. And everyone deserves so much more than hearing somebody who can't talk. You know, it's ridiculous. It, it's, I really, if anybody's in that position and they feel they can't get out of it, just write to me. It's, Debbie Q at the right shoe podcast.com. That's my email address. I haven't updated my website in forever, but the link is on there if you need it. It's on uh, the right shoe podcast.com. I just can't, I can't like fix any. I, the podcast is all I can handle right now. I'm hoping I can get back to YouTube and everything else. I just can't right now. I got to do what I can. I, <laughs> I mean, I have so much shit all over this house. I got to clean up. Not shit, but like my clothes and stuff. Like nice shit. Shit that's not terrible. You know, I'm a shopaholic, but I'd take that over drugs. And I mean, when I would say heroin, people were like, what? Like, you don't even look like, I mean, it was, it's crazy. It's not who I am, you know? It's not my spirit. I am a very, I am a happy person. I have everything I want and need. I don't have any problems. Nothing. Not one fucking problem. And I'm doing that shit. I don't know why. I I don't know. I don't know, but I know that I never want it in my life again. You know, people, places, and things. And just, you know, enjoy your life. Write to me. I will... I can talk somebody out of it. Trust me. I will help you. I will help you in any way that I can. I would gladly help anybody. Oh, my God. I would love it. Just to get somebody out of this fucking whirlwind. Just write to me if you are struggling with addiction or just go online and put in NAAA. I mean, the meetings are really, I've, I, I've been to meetings before. I think they're really helpful. 
you know, if taken seriously, sometimes like in the city, a lot are court mandated and you can tell they're not so serious, but there's good meetings out there. You just got to find them, you know, and that's free. They're free. They don't cost money. I, I, you know, the physical addiction, I would suggest going away because it's easier because they have like medications to make sure you're not going to have a stroke. Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. There's no comparison. And I'm not bored in any way. In fact, I'm looking at everything like it's brand new, like I was reborn. I think I was. I was reborn. God really threw me in the at the dumpster and got me out. You know, I did want to do Charles Manson. I, I, I read so much about Sharon Tate. I wanted to do Sharon Tate like Manson, the Manson girls. I just got to, like, get my head together. I really got to think. I love anybody out there that's listening to this. Thank you. It helps more than you know. I, I had to get that out to leave it in that, you know, it's going to stay in that tiny road caster. This whole shitty story. Three months, I lost. It's gone. I'll never get it back. And that horrible, horrible day. I don't want to waste any words. And I know people genuinely like to hear the strange deaths. I like to go over them. I like to study them. But guys, I love you. And this is Debbie Q with The Right Shoe. And I will be back. I'm not sure what my next episode will be, but it will be not about myself. It'll be about a strange and unusual death that I can go over back to my normal self, back to my normal podcast. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you.